Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I get into what's going on with AEW and NXT. And what a crazy night for both shows as they get ready for two weeks of programming. NXT with the Great American Bash next week. And of course, after that main event last night, we now know it's going to be your North American champion, Keith Lee, going up against Adam Cole in two weeks. Also for AEW, getting you ready for two weeks of Fighter Fest. That's right. Week one and week two of Fighter Fest coming up over the next couple of weeks. And are we going to see John Moxley and Brian Cage in the main event of Fighter Fest night number two? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, uh, late last night, Renee Young tweeted out that. Uh, you know, not only was her show canceled in regards to backstage, and we talked about that uh, at length on Tuesday, Bully, but also that she did, uh, she does have COVID-19. So, you know, obviously we want, we give our best wishes to Renee Young. She's just, a, she's, she's great. I mean, just a, a really good person. So we wish her the best. And, you know, these, all these reports that multiple employees of the WWE have tested positive. And obviously when it comes to Renee Young, her husband is John Moxley, who is your AEW world champion. So, when you look at the the world right now, Bully, and we've talked we talked a lot a bit about this at length when this first hit us and how it was going to change the world of pro wrestling, and how it has because with no crowds in the audience, and it wasn't that long ago, Bully, you and I were talking about, hey, maybe even the possibility of as soon as SummerSlam, maybe there could be you know uh, a quarter or half filled arena to watch SummerSlam, but. The way things are going now with, you know, companies having employees testing positive with this news about Renee Young and now with the restrictions in the Northeast, you know, Connecticut, New York and New Jersey with, you know, these all these travel restrictions, Bully, everything once again seems like it's up in the air and we're kind of going day to day like we did back in March. First of all, hope Renee gets better soon. Yep. Um. Hopefully, Moxley doesn't get it. Hopefully, he's able to be by his wife's side and make it to Fighter Fest. So, wish them both the best in the world. I'm sure Moxley will be gargling with Jack Daniels. That's a cure for all ills. Um, But, yeah, the the COVID situation, until it's completely gone, is always going to be a little black cloud looming over, obviously, the world, society, and what we do every day, which is discuss the wrestling business. Um, A lot of people tested positive. Who knows what it's going to do? And now, with AEW and uh, WWE both filming their shows in Florida and the restrictions in the Northeast... Uh, I don't know how many people uh, on both shows come from the Northeast. 
but it's going to make things more difficult. But the great thing about wrestling is it's so fluid. Uh, I always look at it like pro wrestling is almost like a piece of driftwood in the ocean. Wherever the ocean goes, the driftwood goes. And that's what pro wrestling can do. We can switch on a dime. And as long as we have a ring and we have talent, we can put on a show. Because you know both companies have enough production where they can smoke and mirrors things enough to make it palatable and entertaining enough so you have fresh programming every week. Yeah, and the one thing, too, and we've talked about this even when this whole thing kind of started, pro wrestling kind of gets thrown into the spotlight, and a lot of fingers are are pointed at the world of pro wrestling. And I, th- and I think from, I think AEW and the WWE, as far as I know, seem like they've done a good job of keeping their employees safe, testing, and, and, and listen, this is going to happen. I mean, I just don't understand why, you know, whether you want to say fairly or unfairly, why the world of pro wrestling is always getting judged when it comes to COVID-19. And it's and it doesn't seem to be the same way when it comes to other sports like, you know, everybody wants football back. Everybody wants the NBA and NHL back like and, you know, there's been a lot of positive tests when it comes to those world. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I think, had several employees uh, test positive for covid. But yet you don't hear a lot about it because when it comes to the world of pro sports, bully at least it seems like this way to me everybody's like push 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 all right yeah that's the positive what are you gonna do let's move forward because they want to see their football they want to see their basketball they want to see their nhl but when something happens in the world of pro wrestling everybody's like what are they doing how can they do this how they can how can they keep filling but they're not saying it about the other world of sports who's saying all this Oh come on, bully! All I see it on 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 social media, on 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 the internet sites. All I see is about why are they not? Why are they going through with this? Why are they going through with that? Who? But uh, the dirt sheets, the you know the the fans themselves on social right, media. Forget, forget about fans because you're always going to have negative Nellies who like to hide in the weeds of social media and bitch, moan, and complain about something and want to see people fail. That just goes on whether it's wrestling, politics, um, the, the, any aspect of the world. Are you saying that there are actual? You said dirt sheet. There are actually dirt sheet guys who are doing reports that they want to see pro wrestling shut down. No, I don't. I don't think to the extent they want to see it shut down, but like they just kind of in a and I, I think in a negative light at times are talking about these about these positive testing, like as if like the WWE is is hoping these things are happening or or they're tyrants and they're making them work. Like I just I just don't understand why. And again, you mentioned the fans bully, but like the fans of the NFL and the NHL and NBA, I don't see them bitching and complaining about these positive tests. It's almost like, all right, they're tested positive, so next man up and let's go. I'm just saying that I, I, there's always that negative connotation when it comes to pro wrestling. Always, always, no matter what it's about, no matter what it's about, it's always like pointing the finger at the world of pro wrestling. And listen, some of it could be true. And, and 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 I'm not saying that every case is right or wrong. It just seems like in other sports, it's not the same kind of feelings like we're getting with pro wrestling, especially when it comes to COVID-19. What's the difference between pro wrestling, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL? There's a glaring difference. Well, I mean, I think more of the fact that pro wrestling is a form of entertainment as opposed to those other sports. Nope. I mean, you're right, but that's not that's not the answer. I think that's leading to the the, the bitching and moaning as a, as opposed to the you know NFL and MLB uh, people saying we want it back right now. WWE, um, not WWE. I'm sorry. Pro wrestling has no off season. It's there every single week, every single day, in your face, in your face, in your face. With the NFL and with MLB and other sports, hasn't been around in a while. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think fans of those sports are so just give me football. Please give me something that's going to make me forget about what's going on. Give me some Major League Baseball. Give me basketball. Give me hockey. Okay, one of the guys got sick. Great. Pick somebody else and just put a team on the field and let me watch TV. Because it's not around, people want it so much more. This is why I think there's an argument to be made for an, a, a very brief offseason in pro wrestling. 
I think it would help the business a lot. I mean, we could have that discussion at another time because we've got so much to get into today. But I think, obviously, you're going to get your negative fan base in pro wrestling that's there no matter what. I mean, the WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, blah, blah, blah. They could put on the greatest shows of all time. You're going to get people that are going to complain. It's just what they do. People... Unfortunately, as the world gets more negative, people are becoming more negative, and I think it's harder for them to find the positive in things. So bitch, moan, complain, repeat. Um, But that's why I believe that, you know, quote-unquote real sports fans don't care about the COVID situation as much. They need something. They need their football back. I need my baseball back. I need something to do. I need something to watch. I can't watch cricket all day long. And you know what? It's a great point, Bully, because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If in the in the world of sports, there's an off season, so there's time off. That, like you said, like you know, I, I haven't watched pro wrestling in six months. I can't wait for Monday Night Raw because I haven't watched it in six months. But then you say, well, it's a TV show. It's a form of entertainment. It's not a sport. Well, all TV shows have an off season, like don't they? I mean, t- every TV show starts around September and ends in May. And then, you know, during the summer, there's reruns and then it starts up again in September. So so I I, I don't care if it's if it's real sports and I don't care if it's a TV sitcom. Every form of entertainment has an offseason bands. They put out an album, they tour, and then there's a lull between the next album and tour. Pro wrestling, I think, is the only thing that I can think of that runs each and every week, 12 months out of the year. Let's just take, I'm going to make two points real quick. Um, What else, what other glaring difference between professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and quote-unquote legitimate sport? That affects the fans. What else can they do with baseball, football, hockey, and basketball that they can't do with pro wrestling? What's that? They can bet. A lot of people bet on sports, don't they? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, uh, people. fantasy sports, as you know, it's a whole channel here on, uh, on Sirius XM. It's, dedicated it's of, to fantasy it, sports. An entire station de- dedicated to fantasy sports, just and consequently one of the other sports stations that we blow out of the water on a daily basis. Um, wow. But I, but I digress. That's something you would have said, LaGreca. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's affecting people's fantasy sports. It's affecting their, obviously, watching of sports every day. It's affecting their betting on sports. Look at all of the things that are being taken away. That's why people are like, oh, the offensive lineman got COVID? No big deal. Just give us another offensive lineman and put a team on the field. So I can go do my fantasy team, and I can go bet on a game, and then I can go actually watch a game for four hours. Same thing with baseball. That's why I don't think people care. With you know wrestling, what? I don't I, think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I think you hit the nail right on the head because, like you said, like you know, we haven't seen. Think about where the world was the last time we saw football. You know, that last Super Bowl at the you know the first Sunday in February. Like the world was completely different the last time we saw football. So you know that tells you how long it's been. You know, it, it's been months. I mean, and and it's going to be months before we actually see football. I mean, football doesn't kick off until early September. Preseason starts in August, so we're still months away from when that's going to take place. And the same thing with baseball. We haven't seen ba- baseball is supposed to start back up in April. We haven't seen baseball. People, people are spitting at the bit, but pro wrestling is always there. So that's why I think the rating conversation a lot of times is not fair too, Bully, because if we had NFL every single Sunday, every month, of the year for 12 months would the ratings be as strong as they are now for the NFL if we had it every single week the answer to that is no because you know football you, there's only a limited amount of weeks that you have football so you want to take advantage of every single Sunday and again it's just Sundays Mondays you know an, an occasional Saturday in the playoffs or, or what have you pro wrestling pretty much depending on the organization, is almost every day of the week. So pro wrestling is almost every day of the week all year long. Of course the ratings aren't going to be as strong as these other sports and these other shows. I know this is probably not financially conducive to wrestling companies, but I'm just going to take the WWE, for instance. Imagine 
if after WrestleMania there was one month off, just one month. Now, that one month will seem like an eternity to wrestling fans, but how much would fans be clamoring for that first Raw after WrestleMania if, if WWE took a month off? It would be, it would be tremendous. Sell All out. you need it, is big one, ratings. Exactly. One month of a reset button. That's it. You know what, Dave? Even if they did two weeks, it would still do monster ratings because people are so used to having it every single week, every single week. Take it away from them a little bit. Then you'll see how, how bad that they really want it. I, 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 I've, been, I've been a, a, um, a preponderant of, of that for years because it's too much. It's too much. I mean, listen, take... Take pro wrestling out of the equation. What what other things do you love in life as much as pro wrestling? Obviously, not your wife and children. We're not talking about uh, that. A hobby. <laughs> no, I, I, you know I, I love I love biking. I love going on my bike and and biking for a mile. Do you want? Do you ride your bike every single day? No. Because if you rode your bike every single day, then then riding your bike becomes a bit passe. It becomes a chore instead of something that's fun. And, and you know what, too, Bully, as you're talking you wanna- about, like, taking time off, think about how much better that would be creatively. If, 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 if creatively you had, like, a month off where you can kind of reset and come up with some ideas. I mean, if you're writing for show- – hell, I mean, the WWE, they have the same writing team for both now for both Monday and Friday. So as soon as Raw is is over, they're not thinking about the next Monday Night Raw. They now have to write for SmackDown on Friday and for Raw that following Monday. So imagine like being able to have some time off where you'd be like, "All right, we got a month here. Let's what what are we doing for the next you know few?" They can they could think ahead. They could write ahead. It, the product would have more quality to it. It would help creatively. It would help with wrestlers being able to recharge and reset and it would help with the fans because they would want it back so bad wrestling has never gone away ever it 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 might be time to to examine the 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 risk and the reward well, if you're going to do it, isn't this the best time? Like with everything that's going on with COVID travel restrictions where employees are actually getting sick. Bully, this might be the time where, you know what, let's let's see. Like instead of having these WrestleManias on FS1, maybe maybe replay some, you know, certain historic moments or specials or, you know, cards and shows on Monday nights. Hell, they seem to be doing well on FS1, more even even more so than some of the original programming. So throw have, that out there if you want. Have any big corporations shut down um, since COVID? Like something like the WWE, have, has Apple or any big corporation shut down? I don't know if they've shut down, but they've definitely restricted. They've, they've scaled back. That's what the WWE has done, too. The only people that have shut down are the people that are being forced to shut down. And it seems like the mom and pops are being forced to shut yes. down. So indie wrestling has been kind of forced to shut down. But the bigger companies are able to go on. They're not forced to shut down. No business is going to want to shut down. No business is going to want to close the doors. I don't fault the WWE and AEW for trying to continue their business because their business is television. That's what business they're in. So that's why they all that's why they beef up their rosters. So if somebody does contact COVID, then they can turn to somebody else. And listen, in both companies right now, nobody has a gun to their head. If the, and let's just take the WWE, the hardest place to say no. If they call you and they tell you, hey, we want you for this, this, and that, and you say, I'm sorry, I just don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, you know, I'm nervous about getting sick. I really don't think they're going to bust your chops too much. No, now, not, no, they're gonna, they can't. They're going to they're they're <laughs> move on and give somebody else that opportunity, but I, they're not going to bust your chops. So as an independent contractor, you have... The ability to say no. 
But because there's this giant black cloud of fear that has always loomed over the wrestling business, a lot of wrestlers are afraid to say no. Now, there are some of the guys and gals out there who have the guts to say no. Few and far between. Talking to the biggest names in pro wrestling. WWE Hall of Famer Edge. I had to start with Randy. I knew that coming back, having this cherry of a story dropped in his lap, that Randy would step up. He just needed something to be able to sink his teeth into. But then the next night after the Rumble, when I heard people screaming, I was like, oh my God. This feels like old school NWA Dusty Rhodes. Like, this is what I was hoping for. I was like, man, this is going to be so much fun. Busted open. Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon Eastern. You know, your North American champion, Keith Lee, in a triple threat match with Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. And I thought a very impressive win for Keith Lee last night. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you got the three of them in the match. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a good three-way. Impressive win. Good job. Good match. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee should be good. Title for title. Nothing but positive things to say. <laughs> no, and, 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 and I think it's great in the fact that you're getting that match in two weeks. We know AEW is going to have Fighter Fest for two weeks starting next week. You know, a pay-per-view quality show that's going to be free on AEW Dynamite. And you now have counter-programming uh, from NXT because next week you're going to get the return of the Great American Bash. And then the week after that, going up against Fighter Fest night number two, you're going to have champion versus champion Keith Lee and Adam Cole. I have said it. I tweeted it out last Last night as well. I love Adam Cole. I think he's the greatest NXT champion of all time. But what they're doing with Keith Lee is like on another level. To me, that was a statement piece last night for him to beat Gargano and Finn Balor and not like, you know, not in a fashion that made, uh, you know, protected anyone. You know, we've seen a lot in the WWE with Charlotte, you know, there's protection. There wasn't that when it came to Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. Like Keith Lee with a decisive victory last night. I'm very, very interested to see what's going to happen in that match in two weeks, Bully. I think that um, wrestling sometimes gets a little too worried with protecting guys uh, and gals. If the match is built the right way and the psychology is right, you're protected within the body of the match. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. You don't have to necessarily be protected like the other night with Charlotte, right? She yeah. had to get banged up in the scuffle with Naya so she could tap to Asuka because there's no way in hell that she could just tap to Asuka. Well, of course she can. Naya didn't have to do anything to Charlotte before the, the match. You could have done that exact same thing with Asuka in the body of the match, and then Asuka could have taken advantage of the busted-up shoulder and made her tap. And then all the credibility goes on Asuka. But no, we had to protect Charlotte. That's a perfect example of how talent gets protected instead of putting all the shine on, on uh, Asuka. NXT, different story. Uh, I like what they did last night. Listen, when you get Gargano, Keith Lee, and especially Finn Balor in a ring, you're going to have a good match. These guys can go in the ring. Always entertaining, good stuff. Uh, once again with Keith Lee, I'd like to see him protect himself a little bit more. And when I say protect himself, protect his size. Don't be uh, flipping, flopping, and flying all over the place for no reason. And we're going to get into protecting your size and your character. Because I want to compare uh, Karrion Cross to Brody Lee. Whenever you're yeah. ready for that, Dave, because I know you want to cut me off. You're not ready for that yet, but we'll get into that. No, no, I know you're doing a good job of teasing that for later. I'm not jumping on top of you, but uh, you know, but I, I you know, you know, we, there's a lot to get into, so I, I want to make sure we give each each topic its time. Because you mentioned with Keith Lee, and a, a lot of time he doesn't protect his size. Last night was because bully. I I take what you say on this show, and I think a lot of Asia members do this as well. They take what you say on this show, and then they watch the show, and then they hear what you say, and and they keep it in the back of their head. You've said that a lot about Keith Lee, 
and and I agree. He doesn't use his size. And when I say obviously he uses his size, he's a big dude and he and he kicks ass. But a lot of times he lets a smaller wrestler knock him all around. He bounces all over the place. Last night was like the first time I really thought that they did a great job or Keith Lee has done a really good job protecting his size. He did a lot less of that that we than we usually see when he's in there with somebody smaller. And let's face it, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor are much smaller than Keith Lee. And obviously they could do things that a Keith Lee can't. But at the same time, I thought last night, Bully, for the first time in a long time, Keith Lee protected his size. Now, something else that you said that I found is very, very interesting and so true. You don't need to be protected. You get protected within the body of the match. And you mentioned NXT has done a good job with that. Like, and you've talked about this before, but I'll bring it up again. After what Karrion Cross did to Champa, do we look at Champa differently than we ever did before? No, we still look at Champa the same way. But what we do look at differently is Karrion Cross. So to me, when Karrion Cross just manhandled Champa in the ring at in your house, bully, coming out of that match, I don't think it weakened Champa at all. But it made Karrion Cross that much stronger. Same thing with the match last night. I thought Keith Lee dominated that match last night, especially in the end. Again, it doesn't make me look at Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano any differently. I don't think they're weak. I don't think it hurt them. But it helped Keith Lee to the point where I'm like, you know what? I think Keith Lee is is somebody that you probably look at as having the advantage and being the favorite in two weeks when he faces Adam Cole. I don't think it hurt Finn. I don't think it hurt Gargano. And I don't think it hurt Champa. So fast forwarding to what we saw on Monday Night Raw, I don't think it would have hurt Charlotte losing clean to Asuka, especially when you know Charlotte is going away for a while. And if you're going to lose clean to anyone, who better than Asuka? Yep. Why not Asuka? If anybody deserves it, it's Asuka. It's like Taker losing to Brock. If anybody deserved it, it was Brock because he's such a credible competitor, such a credible rival. It made sense. Yeah, I get, well, it's Brock Lesnar. I get it. He was able to end the streak. He was able to beat Taker. Asuka, if she was able to make Charlotte tap, well, yeah, I get it. It's Asuka. You know, she's credible. That's, that, that's not a force feed, but the constant protection. Listen, they protected Charlotte before her match, and they protected her after her match. They protected her because Nia had to injure her so she could tap to sh- tap to Oscar. So then the announcers could remind you of what Nia did. And then afterwards, when Nia jumped Charlotte, Nia didn't leave Charlotte laying. Nia, you saw Charlotte selling, but kind of sitting up and kind of grimacing in pain. I've seen people come back a week later from much worse. I mean, we saw we saw uh, you know Shayna Baszler take a bite out of Becky Lynch, uh, and then an hour later, Becky Lynch is in the middle of the ring cutting a promo. I saw I saw Baron Corbin hit his legit finish on Becky Lynch, right? Yep. Becky Lynch is back the next week. Yep. So I understand what you're saying about protection. Last night with Keith Lee, you don't have to do it. Protected because if the body of the match is built the right way, everybody's going to be fine. Finn Balor is going to be fine. J- uh, uh, Johnny Gargano is going to be fine. Nobody's going to look at Finn or Johnny next week and go, "Oh well, Keith Lee had a decisive victory over those guys." We look at them differently. Do you still consider Mike T- Tyson a bad mother trucker? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but Buster Duck- Buster Douglas kicked his ass. Yep, he did. But you still look at Mike Tyson as a, as a as a bad dude, right? Because, Bully, you've said it before, when you're dealing with sports and you're dealing with athletes, especially, hey, everybody in the WWE is a superstar, right? So anything can happen at any moment. Anybody could take somebody out at any time. It doesn't matter how good you are and how you perceive somebody else to be. When you're talking about world-class athletes, anything can happen. You could get a punch in, a kick in, especially in pro wrestling. 
But again, I, I, I just don't feel like, you know, there needs to be that protection for Charlotte. Charlotte's been there and done that. If anyone is Teflon in the WWE, it's Charlotte. Uh, listen, I totally agree. And because the world of pro wrestling can be anything that we want it to be at any time, we determine on how we get to the outcome. If that's me, I don't need to be protected, right? If I'm in there with Asuka and, I'm, and, and I know that I'm going to give Asuka a credible victory, I don't need to be protected. I'm protected just because of who I am. Charlotte Flair is protected because she's a phenomenal performer, because she's a 10-time champion or whatever the hell it is. She's protected because of who she has been built to be. Yep. Thus, when Asuka makes her tap, it's like, whoa, this is a big deal. Now we're elevating Asuka as opposed to reminding us, well, you know, Charlotte, her shoulder was banged up by Nia Jax earlier in the night. Well, you just stopped making me think about Asuka and you made me start thinking about Nia, which takes all of the credibility off of Asuka, which is just protecting Charlotte even more. But Charlotte's going away for six months or whatever for elective surgery. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I loved what they did on NXT from beginning to end, Bully, because not only that main event match in which we saw Keith Lee dominate and now going to face Adam Cole, because, like, Bully, you need Keith Lee to dominate. He's going up against the champ. He's going up against the champ. So you have to perceive Keith Lee that, like, you know what? This guy could beat Adam Cole. Because why else would you want to watch the match in two weeks unless you can truly believe that Keith Lee is the one guy. I mean, Adam Cole has been your NXT champion for over a year now. Now in two weeks, I can't wait for Keith Lee and Adam Cole to be in that ring because I truly believe, especially after watching that match on NXT last night, Bully, that Keith Lee is the guy that could dethrone Adam Cole and become your not only your, your NXT champion, but but also your North American champion to belt Keith Lee after what's going to take place in two weeks, bully. Dave, I agree with you on this one and I'm excited for the match. Cause I, first of all, you know how I feel about uh, different sizes and different styles. So I think this will be, I think this will be exciting. This week on world of basketball, four time EuroLeague champion, Kyle Hines joins the show and talks thoughtfully about the racial injustice in America. It's great to see the change. It's something that is much needed. I think because of everything that has kind of going on in 2020 and because of the, the coronavirus where a lot of people are kind of sitting at home and are able to kind of pay attention more. And because there's no sports, you know, people are, are able to kind of focus their attention on some one thing. To see, you know, Champions League football, you know, where Black Lives Matter, to see protests in, in, in Asia and in, in Australia, to me, that's kind of been the, the most remarkable Thing. New episodes of World of Basketball are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. So let's get it to AEW from last night, Bully, before we get back to the phones and give us a call. The phone lines are open, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. What would you think of NXT? What would you think of AEW? This virus stuff with Renee Young, and it's crazy. So we definitely want to hear from the Busted Open Nation. Bully, one segment that I loved, and you probably have to be over the age of 40 to appreciate it, was the press conference uh, with Jake Hager and Cody Rhodes. And Arn Anderson started off the press conference. And I, you know, Arn Anderson, every time he's on the microphone, he's gold. But it wasn't even what Cody and Arn Anderson had to say. It wasn't the, 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 the cold water splashed into Cody's face at the end of the press conference that got me so excited. No. It was when they opened it up for questions. And then again, it's so funny when I was looking at social media and the dirt sheets as well. I kind of grouped that all into one community, the dirt sheets, because I wanted to see what they had to say. Because again, when Cody went to the reporters, the first question that he got was from Liz Hunter. <laughs> we, acknowledge, we acknowledge Liz Hunter from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I was like, what? Did, he, did they just say Liz Hunter? And I was like, oh my God. And then the next question 
Uh, we acknowledge uh, Lou Brock from, I'm sorry, Matt Brock. We acknowledge Matt Brock from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I was like, did they just say Matt Brock from Pro Wrestling Illustrated? I popped so hard. I went right to social media crickets. I go to social media crickets and then I'm looking at the dirt sheets and their reports later on and they're like yeah they have a they have the press conference and they took two questions from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Some people questioning why did they only take questions from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and then nobody mentioned them by name. Everybody's like yeah some some writer from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and I'm like this is amazing because we actually heard and they and we heard the mysterious Liz Hunter's voice. I believe, Bully, that may have been the first time in the history of pro wrestling where fans were actually able to hear Liz Hunter's voice. AEW is definitely catering to the uber wrestling yes. geeks out there, and they hit all two of them, you and Dreamer. No, and, then I, I, and I'm going to just throw Andre into this because Andre, Bully, as we know, Andre is a hardcore Pro wrestling fan. So, Andre, I ask you. Andre, what did you think when you heard the names Liz Hunter and Matt Brock? That one went over my head, sadly. Yes. Like, I started getting iffy. Like, why are they taking two straight from PWI? Like, what's going on here? But that's and that's what I was reading from reports. Like, I was so I was laughing out. I want to get Cody Rhodes on just to talk about that. Whoever came up with that was genius because you're right, bully. Probably me and Tommy were the only two people that got that. Liz Hunter and Matt Brock were writers for. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the, even predating Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the wrestler and inside wrestling and sports review wrestling, they were, I guess, like kayfabe reporters for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. There is no Liz Hunter. There is no Matt Brock. That's still real to me, damn it. Wow, for somebody but now, who but says I'm thinking that they last want to protect night, I the business, whole... you just gave it all away. No, because here's the thing, Bully. For years, for decades, I thought there was a Liz Hunter and a Matt Brock. And then I found out through some of these shoot interviews and stuff that there, were, there was no such a person as Matt Brock and Liz Hunter. And you know what? There are. Because I heard from them yesterday. I heard from Matt Brock and I heard from Liz Hunter. So from all those people that said that they didn't exist, I heard from them yesterday. So yesterday in that press conference, which I wasn't invited to, Bully, I heard for the first time ever from Matt Brock and Liz Hunter. You seem very excited about that day. Oh my God, that's I, that was. I even tweeted. That's the best thing that any oh wrestling God, company tweeted. is. That's the best thing any wrestling company has given me in months. Oh my God. Oh in my months. God. Hunt, in Matt. months. Oh my God. I even tweeted about it. Oh my God. Oh my. I tweeted about it and it moved. I now want to meet. I want to meet Liz Hunter. I would after, leave after Violetta. Comment, I sure would leave w- Violetta in a second for Liz Hunter. Wow. Is Violetta <laughs> home? I'm joking. No, she's not. She's at work. Oh, that's no. I would never. I would never. You would have got hit with a Polish frying pan if if she was home. (laughs) David, (laughs) son of bitch. (laughs) So let me ask you something. Did you like the press conference? Yes or no? Yes, I did. Um, what did you think about Hager showing up and saying almost absolutely nothing and then leaving? Loved it. Loved it. I loved it. Why? Why does he need to? Does he need to say anything? No. Nope. Not a word. Do you think they missed a little bit of a beat with the throwing of the water in the face? Um, yeah, it's, it probably wasn't necessary, but I don't think it took away either. All I'm saying is this. I think Brandy was entirely too calm, cool, and collected. There is no way in hell, based on the way Brandy has been presented as very protective of her husband, that she is going to let another woman show up late on that stage, throw a drink in her husband's face, and do absolutely nothing about it. Good point. 
They, I mean, I, that should, I, I almost would have liked to have seen that turn into Brandy and Hager's wife and almost become a subset of the main issue. Because now if Brandy's at ringside and Hager's wife is at ringside, now you're like, well, damn, I know Cody and Jake are going to beat the shit out of each other. What are the women going to do to each other? Uh, it, it just felt like a small missed opportunity because if a woman is Violetta a fighter? No. If a woman threw a drink in your face, would Violetta go after that other woman? Yeah, she would. Because you're defending the person that you love. You you don't want to see them get insulted. You know, Cody can't punch her in the face. So how come Brandy, man, the branding roads that I know would have came across that table, blew across, and jumped her, took off a heel and stuck it in her eye. What I'm saying is we didn't even get an semblance of that. It's not even like Brandy didn't even go off the deep end and have to be controlled by Dustin and, you know, and, uh, um, and Cody. So hold on. Let me bring the girl into the conversation. Um, what did you think of, uh, of that part of the segment? And what, how do you think Brandy should have reacted? I had the exact same thoughts that you had about Brandy. When Jake's wife threw that water, I was like, oh my God, Brandy's about to jump across that microphone and tackle her to the ground. And Cody's going to have to pull her off. And she stood there and like, didn't even do anything that blew my mind. I, I didn't make sense to me. I said, why isn't she go- going after her? Like I, with how much she protects him, how close they are, you know what I mean? Like how much love they have. Like, even if she wasn't a wrestler, even if she was just standing by, like you're a woman who's that's your man who just got thrown in the face by a woman. He can't touch her. So you have to do something about it, you know? And that would have made it so much more entertaining because now these two girls are going at it. And like you said, now when we watch the fight, we're going to be like, where are these two girls? Like, is she going to come over and like pull her hair and like give her a receipt for it and like hit her in the face for hitting her man? Like that was the biggest thing that stood out to me at the press conferences. I was waiting. I knew that girl showed up for a reason. When she came on stage with Jake, you knew she was going to do something. Why wouldn't she? She grabbed that thing of water. I go, she's going to throw it in his face. And I thought Brandy was going to ruin her life. And when it didn't happen, I was shocked. And Dave, here's the thing. It's not like Brandy is um, perceived or come across as like a Miss Elizabeth, where if a woman would have thrown a drink in Savage's face, you know Liz wouldn't have done anything because she was so calm, cool, and collected. Brandy, a different story. You could... As, as ladylike as Brandy is, you could definitely see Brandy going off the deep end if some, somebody did yes, like that. Let course. that happen on the street in real life and see what Brandy would do. That's why I wanted to see it happen in the press conference. That's that's it. But for the most part, I liked everything. Yeah, unnecessary. But I liked the way they presented Jake Hager. Like, I really did like that because, you know, you and I have been talking, especially you, Bull, have been talking about how big men need to be perceived. Jake Hager to AEW right now now is he's got the size he's got the credibility because he's an MMA fighter and I like the way they've been presenting him since day one because first of all he was kind of like an enforcer didn't speak at all and now even in this press conference where you're required to speak he came late which is showing disrespect to Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson and also the match that they're about to have at Fighter Fest but I love the fact that like he's a man of few words he doesn't need to speak uh, and, and you know what? The person who spoke the most is the person who's more skilled on the mic, and that's Arn Anderson. And again, Arn Anderson is making it all about Cody Rhodes. I, I really, really liked that press conference last night. Now I understand what you're saying. I like that. I like where you're going with the with the water in the face. Unnecessary, unless you're going to do something moving forward. But everything else about that press conference, I loved last night. I I agree. I liked it. Uh, all the little aspects from the PWI thing that had you giddy, like a little schoolboy. Um, I I think it's going to be good. Uh, I like the way AEW goes out of their way to give their pro wrestling credibility. I really liked what Cody said about. I don't play dress up wrestler. I don't play cosplay wrestler yep. because the because the world of wrestling is becoming inundated especially at the independent level of cosplay wrestlers now to each his own if you're a cosplay wrestler and it's working then so be it 
I guess like a company like a Chikara was a cosplay wrestler kind of territory and they catered to their fan base and it worked and they never tried to be anything more than what they were. But Cody's talking about what pro wrestlers should look like, should carry themselves like, and should be like. And I like that because it puts credibility on things. It presents pro wrestling in a light like Ric Flair would present it. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barak Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. You know, uh, Renee Young tweeted last night that, uh, you know, she has been tested positive for COVID. Uh, Obviously, her husband, John Moxley, is your AEW champion, is scheduled to wrestle Brian Cage on July 8th for night number two of Fighter Fest. He was not on TV last night. Why? Because he was in contact with somebody who was tested positive for COVID. So, you know, they didn't want him to be in front of anyone, which makes perfect sense. Now, knowing John Moxley, I'm, I'm sh- I, I mean, I don't know him personally, but just knowing that he is married to Renee Young, I'm sure he wants to be with Renee Young at this time. There are safe ways to do that. Obviously, you know, keeping somebody in quarantine, uh, he could still take care of her without being, you know, a physical contact, being a safe distance away from her. Though this does bring up concerns that we talked about early on in the show, not just in AEW, but the WWE right now. The WWE has had uh, several positive COVID tests, and I don't know what the future is as far as tapings with them, as far as what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks. But I would think that this definitely has a question mark over that championship match on July 8th, Bully. Dave, this conversation is going to be nothing more than speculation. We have no idea what's going to happen, and I don't think we should waste time on it until we know something definitive. Yeah, the match has a giant question mark on it. Renee has covid Mox doesn't want to leave his wife's side. Totally get it. I'm sure something will be worked out. Yeah, I would I would think so. And there are that what I'm saying is is that this doesn't mean that this match is canceled canceled by any stretch of the imagination. But it might be. It, but but it might be. Like they, That's why I'm saying it's speculation. Too much. But I'm, I'm but it's, but it's also a championship match, you know, uh, you know, for for John Moxley, who is your champion, who was not able to be on TV. What I'm what I'm saying, bully, is that I think everything is day to day when it comes to this. Like I think whether it's the WWE or AEW, it's going to be very very hard to say. All right, this is really where card subject to change comes in full blown when it comes to this situation right now. But if Moxley can't make it to Fighter Fest, the absolute number one best way for AEW to go about this is, ladies and gentlemen, we're postponing the match because John Moxley's wife has COVID and he wants to be by his wife's side. Who's not going to understand that excuse? Nobody. And I don't think I don't think AEW would hide that fact. I, I actually think that AEW will make sure that that is exactly what they say. I don't think they would have I don't think they would have a problem trying to hide anything. Now, the WWE keeps things closer to the vest. I don't know if that's just the WWE's way or if it's, you know, them being more of a publicly traded company. I don't know. Or if they just want to keep, uh, you know, the privacy of the people that have been tested by. Positive, But I do know from everything that I've read that both the WWE and AEW has been has done everything that they can and do have their employees first and foremost in their mind when it keeps to keeping everyone safe. If you got coronavirus, would you want Sirius XM to 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 uh, announce from their Twitter account that you have covid? No, probably not. I would probably want to announce that myself. Correct, and that's why I don't think the WWE lets certain stuff out. Listen, Renee decided to take the social media. That's her business. She's the one who's sick. Kyla decided to take the social media. She's the one that's sick. That's her business. If people want to announce it on their own, so be it. I don't believe that. I think the WWE is respecting people's 
privacy. Unless there is an absolute need for the WWE to disclose it, a la Roman Reigns. Roman didn't even have COVID, but WWE said because he's susceptible to stuff like this, because of his leukemia, we're keeping it at home. Anybody bitching and moaning about that? No. Actually, I, I think they should, they probably should have mentioned that because, you know, I think that would have made things a little bit clearer. They, because you would agree, Bully, at least on the outset of this, the WWE tried to ignore it. I don't think that, you know, I don't think anyone now should ignore anything because I think everyone is very understanding of everything that's going on right now. Why didn't they ignore Roman's leukemia? They, because he, it was it was truth, My, it was honesty. Why? Yeah. Why? Why not? You know. Exactly. There's no reason to it, with this COVID thing that can affect anybody and everybody at any given moment. There's no reason why we can't acknowledge it. It's very real. And if you're a person that's going to say, "Oh, screw Roman Reigns for not showing up to work," no, screw you, man. You know, or screw John Moxley for not coming. No, screw you, man. It's it's people want to be careful about this thing. And if card was ever going to be subject to change, not somebody getting stuck in traffic, but somebody getting sick, then so be it. Card's up yeah. to change. No AEW fan with the relationship that AEW has with their fan base, which is what makes it so special. No AEW fan is tuning out of AEW because John Moxley wants to be by Renee Young's side while she's sick. Yeah, and we'll you know get, what? We'll, when, when, when Mox is back, the very first match that we'll give you on TV is Moxley versus Cage, if Moxley can't make it. Yeah, and that's, that, that's a big if. I think if there was ever any time that people are very understanding, and this is not just with pro wrestling, this is something that's going to have to be stated throughout sports, whether it's you know the, the NFL or the NHL or Major League Baseball. It's going to have to be, you know what? This is the starting quarterback for right now. But you don't know what's going to happen once we get closer to Sunday. I mean, Major League Baseball is going to be traveling from city to city, if that's even possible right now with a lot of the travel restrictions. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.